Welcome to Building Optimal Radio. I'm Jared Gossett, owner and president of Gossett & Company in Austin. We build higher-end custom and spec homes, and this is a podcast to help fellow builders build a better business, learning not only from my victories and losses along the way, but also from some of the sharpest minds in the industry. Recently, I had the opportunity to join the Lowe's Pro Council Ambassador Program. To break that down for you, that basically means we are helping provide feedback and ideas to Lowe's executives. And we're also spreading the word about Lowe's programs that are specifically designed for pros. Now, my personal philosophy on brand partnerships is this. I will only work with a company if I already use and believe in their product or service. And in this case, I've been a customer and a fan of Lowe's for years. I've actually always preferred to shop there. So I'm excited to announce this partnership. And in the coming months, I'll be sharing more about what Lowe's is doing to help pros. And as always, thank y'all for supporting our podcast and our community of builders. Today, we're talking about change orders, or the lack thereof, and how that is a silent killer of construction companies. You know, there are a hundred ways to lose money when changes get made on a project. For instance, you forget to get client approval first, you forget to invoice or collect from your clients, you improperly estimate the cost, etc. And by the way, I have been guilty of all three of those and more. So this is not an accusatory thing. We've all been there if we've been in this business long enough. So here is my company's simple strategy to never lose any money on changes. And by the way, that's the way it should be. So to set a little bit of a framework, every project should be governed by three documents. Your signed contract, your signed plans and specifications, which should be part of that contract. And from there, which is your baseline, anything that changes should have a corresponding change order, period. Now, change orders should outline the following three things. First, the scope of the change. Second, and this is an important one. Most people forget this. The number of days you estimate, never guarantee, by the way, that the project is extended as a result of the change. And finally, number three, the resulting price from the change, which should also, as I just mentioned in point number two, factor in the cost of any delays. That's something few think to calculate. Now, a few rules that you should follow additional rules here that you need to consider as you're building your change order system. Number one, change order payments are due at signing. No work should happen until you have both a change order and payment in hand. And make sure this is included in your contract and also in your pre-construction guide. 
Number two, establishing a consistent change order process is key. You need to be asking things to yourself and to your team, such as who does the client approach with change order requests? How are the actual change order requests, not the change orders themselves, but the change order requests, how are they documented? Verbally? By email? Are they submitted via your construction portal? Who's responsible for getting the pricing and the estimates for the change order? Who's responsible for presenting the change order to the client and then getting their sign-off again before any work ever happens? And then upon sign-off, who's responsible for cutting the appropriate VPOs, meaning variance purchase orders? Another rule to consider, many good contracts have an hourly reimbursement rate that is established for rejected change orders. And this allows the builder to recoup your time spent chasing down information. It also helps dissuade clients from sending you on just, you know, endless wild goose chases that suck up your time. I highly recommend you utilize that even if you don't assess that. It's very important to have in your contract. Now, another point. Contracts to pre-sell spec homes should include clauses that give the builder the sole authority to approve change orders after contract signing. Otherwise, the builder who has his capital at risk during a spec build is putting himself at risk for being dragged along by just endless change orders. And the last thing I want you to consider is even if you are making a change that you can pass along to the client at no charge, still go ahead and write up the change order. Again, it provides for the proper paper trail. And this is one of the things that I call uh, my happy client hack or one of my happy client hacks. Uh, it's a zero cost change order. I talked about it on an episode a while back and it does help create the necessary documentation. It also wins points with the client anytime you offer them something for free. So put this system into place and start earning money as you should on your change orders, not the other way around. Anyway, hope this helps. And by the way, if you want a little more help along the way, I'm now selling my change order template that my company uses with our clients. In fact, as the first offering we're selling in our very brand new Building Optimal shop. If you meander over to buildingoptimal.com, there you'll find our first drop. We're going to be adding more products to the shop soon, such as my pre-construction guide, uh, quite possibly my tips on how I doubled my revenue and cut my overhead, and more things over time. In case you're wondering why, uh, well, I know a lot of us could use a little more help to get our business in order, so this is something I can offer that will hopefully be of some value to some of you. And the proceeds from the sales will actually go to fund my nonprofit, which is called Exponentialistas. And that nonprofit funds local entrepreneurs who are transforming their communities in Latin America. So good cause. If you could benefit from some of these things, go check out our store at buildingoptimal.com. Thank you all for listening. See you all next episode.